What a difference 24 hours makes. After asking three big questions yesterday uh, about what the Jets' future roster and team looks like, suddenly everything is kicking off with all of the trade rumors, starting with you know, Blake Wheeler to Mark Shifley to Connor Hellebuck. The trade rumor mill is spinning, and the Jets are at the eye of a major storm. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is free of charge, and you know, you're never going to miss another episode. But more than anything else, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said, tonight's episode, holy mother of mercy, we have got lots to dive into. Let's start off with the biggest random surprise news about two hours ago that dropped from, of all people, Steve Dangle. No one really saw this coming. He basically just scooped the entire league. Uh, Blake Wheeler's time with the Winnipeg Jets is coming to an end. And whether it be a buyout or a trade, Wheeler's done. And I think a lot of us were thinking this could be a possibility. But I think hearing the news itself, um, and especially from Dangle, that really caught a lot of folks, including myself, off guard. Uh, the Jets have kind of been plugging away, toiling, toiling away and suggesting that, you know, they're trying to compete. They want to push the envelope and still be a decent team while essentially doing a retool. I think they're very aware that um, this Jets team is going to have a strange turnover over this, this summer. I, I think they know that it's not going to be nearly as good of a team uh, as it was on paper last season, which isn't saying a lot, if we're being entirely honest. Um, I feel like, you know, with the right trades and the right acquisitions, the Jets might actually end up being somewhat improved in certain areas, particularly finishing. I think the finishing this past season was dreadful. Now, if you lose Shifley or Dubois, that's obviously going to not really help that situation. But maybe if you get some other quality players, you can kind of replace some of that impact. But with Wheeler, I think the reality is, Blake was falling behind the times. He had his captaincy stripped. And this past year, while he was still getting pretty good minutes, you could kind of tell that the Jets were starting to ramp him down. And increasingly, it felt like Wheeler's place on the team was being called into question, which it should have happened a long time ago. I think, you know, it would have been nice if Blake was being asked to do more like third line duty. I know that that's not really what he was hoping for especially, you know, having had such a big contract extension and having been the captain for many seasons. But the reality was his body just wasn't keeping up. And, you know, it was tough to see him decline because we all knew what Blake at his prime was. We saw some of his best years um, early into Winnipeg's tenure. And it's a shame that he ended up, you know, hitting his 30s and, and things kind of flipped, right? But that's really the case with a lot of players his age. Blake fell off really hard, but I will say one thing. This past season, especially 
um, towards the end of the year, Blake gave every bit of himself that he still had left during those playoff uh, series. He really pushed himself. I thought we saw some of, you know, the most active play we've seen from him. You know, he was huffing and, and fighting every shift. So in terms of leaving it all out there for one more ride with the Jets, Blake gave every last measure. And that's really all you can ask for from a player. In terms of what happens now, obviously, uh, there are a couple of major options. Now, the first, I think, is the most likely, and that's that he's going to get bought out. Um, I'll have to look up the exact cap figure, but obviously he'll have um, some cap hit uh, as the Jets essentially just buy out the remainder of his deal and essentially wish him well on his way. If he goes that route, most likely he either retires or maybe he signs a one-year deal with a contender. It'd be really funny if he goes to the Florida Panthers because that feels like a very Paul Maurice Florida Panthers kind of thing to do, right? They've been stocking up on veteran players, on cheap deals. Wheeler would probably love to go back to work under Maurice for one more chance at a cup run. And in the right role in the bottom six, I think Wheeler could potentially be half decent. But I think you're going to have to really limit those minutes and not ask him to push himself to the level where he was doing top six minutes the past couple of seasons for the Jets. In a limited sheltered role, you know, 12 minutes a night, I think that there's legitimately some value there, especially for a cheap contract. But whether Blake wants to do that, I just don't know. He's played a lot of minutes. He's logged a lot of seasons in this league. It might be time for him to think about spending more time with his family, stepping away from the game, and kind of focusing on some of his other pursuits. He loves lots of leisure activities. He's you know, actively doing stuff off the ice. I feel like if any time, you know, in his career, he felt there was a moment to step away from the game and sort of hang up the skates, now would be a pretty okay opportunity. But whether he wants to stick around or whatever, we'll always remember all of the great times with the Jets. Obviously, the tenure towards the end wasn't quite what we had hoped. But, you know, for a guy who was a captain for many years, he still was a great ambassador and steward for the club. It's a shame that it never really led to a cup or anything but maybe he'll chase one more championship title elsewhere. Now, the option that I don't think is all that likely, but definitely still exists, is a trade. But that, because of what you'd have to do to eat his cap salary and stuff, or his cap hit and uh, some of his salary, I, I just don't really see that being all that effective. Um, no one's really going to be interested in the, the cap hit that he carries and the amount that he's being paid. I just feel like for the value of what you're asking for, you'd have to pay somebody to take his deal. And it just doesn't really make sense. So for the Jets, I think it's going to be a buyout. And, you know, it could happen within the next week or so. But we'll see how that pans out. Either way, we wish Blake well on whatever he does. And if he decides to retire, he's going out relatively on top. Certainly with a much better career than you'll see many other players who came from uh, his particular origins in the league, um, having, you know, ascended really through the ranks and, had, you know, some amazing seasons for the Jets. But, of course, he is not the only player on his way out. There are a lot of moving parts and a couple of really big updates to some of the rumors. We're going to dive into one of the biggest ones surrounding Connor Hellebuck and why this could be fascinating to watch in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, look no further than eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need 
just uh, fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check part, green check mark to know the part will fit, or you get your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop with eBay Motors, you get a selection of over 122 million car parts to choose from, and of course, they're guaranteed backing. So, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, and it's only for eligible items. Exclusions do apply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for rejoining us on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets Everydayers. We are talking about some of the crazy stuff that's broken out over the last 24 hours, and really, I would say within the last 10 hours, the Jets news has really intensified as Merrick, Friedman, uh, Saravali, all the usual sources, and then Steve Dangle, of all people, um, really dropped some some hot tidbits about the Jets. This is like the rare time when Winnipeg is kind of, you know, the eye of the, the storm for all of these trade rumors and NHL news. And who would have thought the Jets would be, uh, had, you know, so much discussion around them. It's never this way about Winnipeg. The only reason anybody ever talks about the Jets is because somebody's made derogatory comments about Winnipeg or apparently everyone wants our players. Now, one of those players everybody does seem to want is Connor Hellebuck. But of course, Hellebuck really fits a few very specific needs for teams. So as much as everyone would love to have a Hellebuck on the roster, not everyone can fit them there. And more importantly, do you want to resign him? And this is where things get very interesting. So right now, one of the front runners for Hellebuck in terms of just trading for him is the New Jersey Devils, which we've talked about before. The Devils have a lot of young prospects. They've got a team that's kind of in win-now mode because uh, their core is sort of in the prime. And so for them, I would say three to four years of Hellebuck would basically get from, get them through like um, their, their full core prime age. Maybe five years if you're really fortunate and able to extend that window with everyone under contract. And with a number of the players that they've got, like Esper Broad and Nico uh, Heeshear and Jack Hughes all getting extended, it's not inconceivable that things start to align to where you've got that window. But the problem with Hellebuck is that he wants nine and a half million. And a lot of teams are going to look at that cap hit and say, oof, you know, that's a lot of cash to sink into a goalie. In, you know, comparable terms, that's basically Vasilevsky money. And yes, Hellebuck, oh, you know, on the whole is better than Vasilevsky. I know some people are going to be like, how is that possible? Vasilevsky's already won a cup and yada, yada, yada. But let's be real. Hellebuck, monstrous goalie. He has literally carried the Jets for a couple of seasons to the post, uh, to the playoffs. He has been our MVP for many seasons. And it's really hard to imagine him wearing other jerseys. I, I don't want to do it. Uh, but let's just say he goes to the Devils, right? He signs for nine and a half million, most likely for six, seven years. For me, Helly is going to be really good for those first four to five years. And then after that, you might start to see some pretty big declines. It's not even guaranteed that, you know, years three to five, you don't start to see that dip. You know, with goalies, aging curves can be really complicated. Uh, I think in general, most average goalies are going to notice that decline around age 30. Same with like a lot of. Skaters uh, age 30 is kind of like that, that shift in that minders have managed to avoid that for the most part. We've seen a few goalies 
uh, really continue on into their mid to late 30s and still put up, uh, put up pretty respectable numbers. And Hellebuck might be built that same way. But in terms of gambling on that, I think a lot of teams are going to look at his contract, ask, and think better of it. You know, no one wants to end up with another Carey Price situation or, you know, Jack Campbell, some of these other guys who have been signed to relatively big money deals. Um, obviously, no one's really signing Vasilevsky deals or what Hellebuck is asking for. It's mostly in like the five to six million dollar range, which is technically more stomachable in some ways. But, you know, nine point five million, that's a huge percentage of your cap. And I think a lot of the debate centers around, you know, how much value do you derive out of goalie? Right. When it comes to hockey, how do you win? Well, it's outscoring your opponents. So if you're going to pay for something, you want to pay for goal scoring. And that's always the, the big debate. With Hellebuck, I do wonder if he's really worth um, sinking that extra cash into because we all saw what happened this past year with elite goaltending being one of the biggest changes uh, and one of the biggest differences for a couple of the top contenders. But ultimately, I think the, the Vegas Golden Knights prove that at the end of the day, it's just having more talent across your roster in general. They went to a Stanley Cup Finals and won with Aiden Hill in that. And I don't think anyone had Aiden Hill on their bingo card as a Stanley Cup winning netminder. So, you know, Hellebuck, I think, offers a lot of very interesting traits. Uh, and certainly for free agent goalies and stuff, you're not really going to find anyone better. He still, of course, has this one last season on his deal. So if you trade for him just for that year, you still could do pretty well. I know that the return for the trade might not be astounding, but I think the most important thing is that the Jets get something for him. You don't want to let him walk in free agency after next season because, yeah, you, you can't really afford to lose whatever value he's still got. So, New Jersey, if you're listening, please welcome Hellebuck into your arms. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I think you're going to really fall in love with arguably the best goaltender you've seen in probably a few decades. But, of course, that is still somehow not one of the craziest rumors of the day. We've got one more surprise for you, uh, which you can, I guess you can read on the side. It's not that surprising, but uh, we'll talk about this Shifley to Boston stuff and why this might be one of the most interesting turns we've seen over the past 48 hours. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some interesting thoughts on uh, one last rumor that's popped up over the past few hours. There has been a link of Mark Shifley to the Boston Bruins, mostly speculation. But when you really think about it, right, think about all the teams out there that can use an expiring UFA center who's close to age 30. OK, you're going to think half the league, uh, but think about teams that specifically are facing the loss of a center. That's not Winnipeg. Boston probably comes to mind because Patrice Bergeron might just be about done. Pat, uh, Patty, <laughs> Patty Bergeron. Uh, wow. What can you say about his career that hasn't already been said uh, a million times over? Patrice is one of the true living legends of this game. He's, he's in a, an amazing, amazing center. He's put up results that, you know, especially defensively that I don't know that we've ever really seen on a consistent basis other than like, um, who was it? Nico Koivu. And like Koivu wasn't even close to the sort of offensive center that Bergeron has been throughout his, his prime. Um, and even to into the latter years of his career, he's still a two way monster, just a dominant player and still so good. But if he's ready to hang it up, 
suddenly Boston finds itself in a really tight position because they don't have any 1C replacements. They've got lots of guys up and down the lineup who have done really good jobs in middle six rotational roles. But in terms of a first-line center, you know, unless they're trying to go after Dubois somehow, which they don't even have the cap space to afford him, you know, you're kind of looking at Mark Shifley as your stopgap solution. Would they resign Shifley after the season? No, probably not. I think Mark would then become a free agent just completely uh, the the the, the uh, offseason after this upcoming one. But in the meantime, Boston looking at Shifley as a one-year rental, this would basically be their last big shot. Even if they have Bergeron, I still wonder if they try and find a way to move some salary and get him on the books. Um, I don't think that there's a way for them to really do that without Bergeron retiring um, unless they somehow manage to offload a ton of cash. But I think the biggest thing for the Bruins is if Bergeron's gone, Shifley is a like a fantastic offensive option, even if the defensive side of his game is definitely lacking. I feel like this rumor, for a lot of reasons, looks very curious, right? Boston, I think, feels it has a lot of unfinished business. They really gambled everything on this past season. Didn't work out but I don't think that that's really a sign that they should stop going for it. I mean, this Bruins team is kind of at the end of its core. It's at the end of its golden generation with a couple of fantastic young players who, you know, while they might be on the younger side are, are certainly not like in their early twenties, this team kind of has to figure out how to extract every last bit of value for at least one more run, because that's what they put their, you know, their eggs in the basket for. I mean, this is all to push this Bruins team for one or two more cup runs, and then that's kind of it. This team is going to start to pull apart. The Bruins are going to watch a few guys retire, um, and certainly they're not going to be as good as they used to be. Montgomery's first year was a smash success. Now the question is, how do you try and replace some of the guys who are departing? And if Swayman were to be included in the deal, you know, suddenly you have a potential Hellebuck replacement who's a couple of years younger and could potentially be Winnipeg starter in the interim. Um, but in terms of like assets that the Jets would get back, I don't really see there being a lot that the Bruins could offer. You're not going to get DeBrusque. You're not going to get anyone particularly great. I've seen Trent Frederick's name thrown about. He's fine, I guess. Uh, the reality is, is like, you know, a Shifley deal, probably not going to give you big assets if it's the Bruins. The I guess the New York Rangers would be an intriguing fit for a couple of reasons. They were a team that, you know, could have used a Pierre-Luc Dubois. They'll be looking for a top six center upgrade. They've also kind of put all of the chips on the table, and I don't really know how much cap space they even have to work with. But in terms of a team that certainly would have a couple of interesting assets, I could see them being an option. Uh, there's a few others out there. Some stuff in, in the Central Division, maybe, but the Jets don't really like to trade in the Western Conference, so I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. Other than that, though, I mean, there's just not that many fits for Shifley. I mean, Carolina, I guess, if they were to move some salary, everyone out there kind of has to make some moves and probably give the Jets back some cap dumps in order to make um, Shifley and whatever he's uh, trying to do fit, right? Especially for a season-long, year, you know, uh, full season rental. If it's at the trade deadline, you get a few more options and some expanded flexibility. But as it is, right, Shifley to the Bruins, would it be an interesting fit? Yes. Would it be a way for Shifley to chase an actual championship? Yes. Will he get his ring? 
Dunno. But I do think he'd be committed there. I think we'd see him kind of have a bit of a career resurgence. And people would start to realize again why at one point he was Winnipeg's elite franchise center and looked like, you know, a player who'd belong to be in the conversation as uh, McKinnon and some of the, the best centers out there. But for the Jets, unfortunately, those days are past. Now it's time to see how all of this shakes out as we approach the NHL draft and the Jets start to field a few more offers. But we'll update you as we hear more rumors and links. Let's see if anyone starts to make some big roster moves uh, this week or next. Stay tuned to all of the latest Locked On Jets hubbub. We will get you up to the minute updates as we hear them. But for tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow, so be sure to tune in. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.